My name is Jack Oway. And I'm Jay Oway. And we welcome you back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. The father-son podcast talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Fifth edition, and soon, as of recording, comes wild beyond the witch light. You've got your soft radio voice on today. I've got my soft radio voice on. It's I, been a long day. I'm just going just gonna to cruise out. I'm going to be chill. Um, so yeah, we're talking... We're talking uh, this is our Feywild extravaganza. We're not actually talking about the book per se this episode, no. but instead we just wanted to sort of talk a bit about what we love about the Feywild and in terms of ideas for what we would do for campaign settings there maybe, or if we wanted to set something there, be it a one shot or some sort of, you know, game ideas and what sort of sources you might want to draw upon as well. Because I think you don't, maybe people don't recognize how much Feywild lore we're all surrounded with. It's it's part of our our DNA practically uh, that we've seen so much of it through media and through folk stories that uh, sometimes we just need a little reminder as oh. to where to look for inspiration. It's such a common idea of the magical reflection of our own lives, you know, that we can see in in like a fey realm. I think it's it's always like a fun trip to explore, and there's like many different examples of how it's explored through different places. I mean, we'll get into some of our inspiration later on, but I think we wanted to mention first the two courts that play a huge role in fifth edition so far. I mean, we don't know. Maybe there'll be new new lore released in Wild Beyond the Witchlight, but what we have so far is the two courts being. The Seelie Court and the Unseelie Court within the Fey Realm. Do, do you know the word, where the word Seelie comes from? Please tell me. So so it's like an old English, like Middle English sort of word um, that then like wends its way into like Gaelic. Um, and it, it has like, it has this sort of idea of, um, of sort of being, I guess like, you know, it becomes the word has takes on mean, uh, magical and enchanted sort of work, vibes from it, but the the English version of that word "silly" becomes the word "silly" uh, yeah. over time, and and I think that's that's sometimes like a, a fun sort of place to sort of start when you start thinking about um, what is the Fey Wild, because sometimes it's a little hard to imagine is it just like a place that's just a big jungle or a forest but it's a little bit more than that it's a little bit more um about sort of extreme emotions right it's sort of everything is turned up everybody's a little bit more excited a little bit more uh wild and crazy and in that regard for the first sort of in inspiration of where to draw from it's pretty easy to look at alice in wonderland yeah, I mean, it's a, such a great inspiration because people think it's immediately all nature and things like that, and there is definitely a lot of natural elements to it. But I think that yeah, whole well, a, a hookah-smoking caterpillar sure. might be the first creature you come across. It's just or a, hot, you know. It's just twisted, weird versions of our our own sort of perception. Giant it's, mushrooms. It's like, and it's like hallucinogenic almost. It is. It, it can be. It, it could. It could very much be colors, more colors than you've ever seen, um, colors you can smell. Uh, mm. 
the, all sorts of, of scents and fragrances. Weird traditions and the power of like names and like things that you're just like, that are etiquette that you're not supposed to do that it's like, no, you have to figure out. And well, and things can be timey-wimey that, yeah. that time goes faster or slower. Distances between two points are sometimes longer when you walk one direction and shorter the other direction. That a lot of the things that in the material plane we that, assume is yeah, like normal. That are stand that that remain constant, that the Fae can while can be a bit silly and that it yeah. doesn't remain consistent. You I mean, really truly can yeah. walk uphill I think both directions to get to something. In the DMG it introduces this idea of the time warp mechanic if players are passing through the Fae Wilds, you know, and while it seems normal there, if characters spend more than a day, you know, you can choose if time change actually happens. Like rolling a D twenty it has a table. Um on like what it could happen where days become minutes or become years depending on the extremes you roll which i think is quite sort of, sort of quite funny a wish spell such powerful magic can be removed to only use to remove this effect or like powerful fey might do a bargain you know like if the the party subjects themselves to geas spells or completes a quest you know after they cast such a grant such a wish to the party you know um it's like a place of like wishes and like possibility but also chaos and um i think like we mentioned you know like in previous episodes it's like also described as a place of death you know there's with chaos comes the concept of entropy and things you know falling apart and there's not really a lot of stability you know and you think about it, like the idea of like a court of people deciding and governing such a chaotic place is so impossible yeah, I mean, but it's not it's not pure chaos like no like some of the outer planes sort of things it's it may have chaoticness to it but it also in many ways is a mirror realm to sure. the prime material plane um just a lot less in the way of civilization um that's not to say there I'd isn't like civilization. Argue, otherwise, I'd like to make my own headcanon that there's little frog villages. I agree. Well, and little, there's lots of funny and there's people. there's towns, full, whole towns full of Eldrin, um, you know, people living in their various sort of areas, like you know, habitats and stuff. Or you've got um, we've got you've got all sorts of things you can have in here. You can come across satyr um, groups. You could have centaurs. You could have you know all sorts of of you know groups of and of fey wild inhabitants that have set up yeah uh town villages moving camps whatever you want to call them uh whatever you want to have that it's yeah it can be civilized in that sense but at the same time it's also a very wild place right mm, yeah i mean that's the idea is the chaos not in like total random space like limbo but more like randomness and chance and luck and things all about but i love the fact that wildness. we we always refer that it's it always does come back to the idea that there are arch who are more powerful godlike not gods but godlike sure. um who are quite powerful who have these sort of courts and that also very much is an alice in wonderland type idea where it's mm. like well i'm gonna have to take you to the queen and you know you're gonna have to deal with this court yeah and that's kind of a of a this idea very crazy sort of idea as well that you could in a game sense very quickly find your characters you know before a very you know powerful uh court of of creatures um very much out of your depth or if you're again if you're maybe at this point you're you're mid-tier characters um it's quite the exciting way to suddenly 
take players who think, oh yeah, my level 10 character knows what the heck they're doing. And you're like, well, now you're in the wild, what you gonna do? And things can be a lot more challenging and interesting suddenly. I think it could be, it's a very fun sort of way to do it. But I, something else I wanted to talk about a little bit though, is the idea that maybe these two courts, the Sealy and Unsealy, which by the way, I don't think the word Unsealy is great. There's mm. actually other terms for these courts. Sure. Um, sometimes they're known terms. as the summer and winter court. Right. And the Unsealy court is also sometimes known, and I love this word, the gloaming court. That's cool. Uh, so the gloaming court's a little bit darker. Um, sure. I mean, you think twilight, right? Yeah. It's, well, I often think it's under moonlight. It can still be very sure. beautiful, um, but it's often very wintry. I still think, think the vibe. And with that direction, I think it's very Narnia. <laughs> right. um, I think it's very much Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe sort of vibe. And, and I think you could easily set up uh, a fun fey conflict where you, you find characters in the midst of what is an ongoing struggle within the Feywild between these two courts. They're, they're always perpetually locked in uh, a sort of a, a battle. There's an equilibrium, I suppose, that's almost always in place, yeah. except that maybe as your story unfolds, something has happened that's disrupted that equilibrium. And your players are there to try and restore the balance in the Feywild. Mm. And that's a crazy idea that that's a place could be that's that wild could need balance still. Yeah. But I mean, you could find balance in all places within, I mean, even the opposition. But I mean, who are some of these names? Right. So who's in, in these courts? courts? You know, who are these people? I uh, mean, um, you think some of them immediately, I mean, in the lore, there's Queen T uh, Tatiana. Right. So she's the, the Tatiana, Tatiana, head, head Tatiana. leader of the Sealy Court, yeah. the Summer Court. And the queen of air and darkness rules the gloaming car, yeah. which is funny. Um, and I like the way she's described those well, is that the way that she's, uh, you know, queen of air and darkness is very literal. Mm. That her chamber is like a big cave or cavern type environment um, with a throne made out of like stalagmites that come up from the floor and sort of twist into this beautiful throne. Um that sits empty. That's funny. Or sometimes it's uh, it's just this like large black diamond that's sort of embedded in the the chair that becomes her sort of focal point of her spirit. But that everyone within the cavern can hear her and feel her presence, and that she is basically of the air and darkness around you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really cool sort of arch face sort of vibe as well. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, that's that's how I would imagine like your play, players cool. stumbling into this throne room if they were to meet such a creature mm. and having a conversation uh, yeah. with her. I mean, I think of course all the funny little like guards and Alice in Wonderland and the whole chess things and all those funny like imagery you could do with that. You well, know? and well, that's the thing about the Gloaming Court uh, is that it, it has this sort of this idea of being a bit of a fade dark, right? Where but it's not evil. It doesn't have to be, but it can be full of goblins. It could be full of sure. um, uh, cyclops. It could have, um, you know, it could have red hats. It could have all sorts of different. Bandersnatch. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, quicklings and spriggans, yeth hounds. Darklings as well. Aren't there darklings as it well? It might be, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of inspiration there. There's even other figures, like you think the Baba Yaga, the whole witch stuff, and hags as well. Yeah, well, they I think feel very fey dark she sometimes. Would, she seems to me like she'd be a very much part of that court. Baba Yaga, mother of all witches. Nafion. Lord of the Bats. Lord of right? the Bats. Would be a good one for that court as well. Mm, we're just name and, dropping. And Prince of Frost. Uh, yeah, definitely. Prince who of happens, Frost. Who, according to legend, is actually the son of. Uh, Iron Darkness Queen. No, no. Tichana. Controversial. Um. Yeah, um, the vampire Elgin Lord is it? <laughs> yeah, this idea that there's a, a vampire Elgin Lord, um, kind of crazy funny. idea. Um, so these are some little like story hooks and stuff that kind of have trickled down through the various you know mm. generations of D and D. Very um, folk story in a way. Which oh, is all these names. Like, so on the other side, like Oberon, um, the the Green Lord. You know he's you know he's a name he's in shakespeare um yeah midsummer night's dream like you know like there's midsummer night's dream is another great inspiration yeah. for Feywild, really. in many ways it is yeah uh the idea of of fey creatures and mortal mm. creatures and yeah and for those of you who are maybe a little bit done you know with having to do you know fights for all of your campaigns something that's coming up in the upcoming book is I, i've read that you can get through all the adventurous encounters in a in it without having to fight there's other ways around it mm. and i've often thought that if you look at something like midsummer night's dream the question would be how do you get through a weird relationship like when you've got fey creatures charming and shipping your players <laughs> how do they resolve that uh, and get through to the sure. end of that one shot or something. Um, there's other ways you can play D and D, I guess. Like that isn't always like okay, roll for initiative. Yeah, definitely. I mean, roll for initiative is a huge part of the game, undoubtedly. But I mean, the whole action. Whenever something says action, you think immediately combat, right? Yeah. But um, there's so much more, especially with the whole enchanting and faith things like that. And you could have a really interesting sort of social based campaign that isn't just political intrigue with still having political intrigue and all the fun fantasy elements that aren't just bureaucratic, you know? Sure. Well, in many ways, I mean, what is, I mean, what's Alice in Wonderland's like main drive? Like Alice is trying to get home. Yeah. That's the main drive. It could be the story is like the party's just trying to get home, you know? Yeah. After a TPK, you could wake up in a fake prince's, you know? They captured the party a moment in time and is in desperate need of help, but and will return the party to their bodies in the moment just before time passed. Should they help them, help him with whatever path? You know, uh, you could do fun. Win, tiny, win, win the stuff, win like the that. heart of uh, another archfey of some sort, and they just, yeah, they I mean, set about having to do all these like these romantic like parent trap things. Mm. Um, and there's there's a lot of like fun natural like places you can go to and, and landscapes and images you can describe. I mean, other things I think about is if you've ever seen the show Over the Garden Wall, as uh, another one of those trying to get home stories. Um, a very sort of sweet tale of two brothers as they go through this very like fall inspired Feywild where it's very much so the harvest season yeah. and all very folktalian celebrations and um, like frog people that travel on little river boats. And it's very quaint, um, but a beautiful piece of, of, you know, it feels like a, a novel in sort of cartoon form. And it's excellent inspiration if you ever wanted uh, like a bit of like a, a spookier, like um, like less, you know, vibrant or like 
you know like it's it's much more muted um but very aesthetic as well as as an own sort of thing you can do or of course my favorite spirited away is very yeah. farewell very different inspiration though um with the bathhouse and all that going on and all the spirits coming to and fro it's very another great example of Feywild where someone gets lost in enchanted realm where people t- are turned into pigs and where spirits are fed and dine and all, and all sorts of things and it's, it's it's in my opinion great inspiration for a setting like that you know you see much of Hayao Miyazaki's work and I see that as like great fuel for you know whatever Feywild campaign especially the ones where you get lost in a different world spirited away being but a world example. is still not so different. I think the the mm, thing that we it, like it, about there's something the, there. The Feywild being more of a mirror of the material world, so that houses are still houses, right? Like you still can come across buildings and structures, but, but then, they're all spirally and funny. And but then you open it up, and, and the funny creatures that you might come across inside it, and they're are, bigger on the inside, and yeah, whatever, it could be know? very TARDIS-like at that point as well. And that yeah, things can mess with you a little bit more um things we take for granted like time of day or suddenly all sh- flipped on their head sure. you know uh absolutely uh i think there's another great story of getting lost and having to find your way back um and also that deals with hags to some extent is wizard of oz mm. yeah definitely and the land of oz is is very much uh it's a civilized place there's an emerald palace with a, a, a wizard in it, and there's a, a witch in the north, south, east, and west, although the one in the west has gotten squashed by a, you know, Dor- Dorothy's house as it lands. Yeah. Um, and she manages to, to steal her magical, like, ruby shoes. It's <laughs> um, handy. And, and, of course, she meets up with a, a talking lion, which is, oh, I guess, a Leonin who's, sure. you know, been frightened. He's got a permanent frightened condition on him that oh, they've got that a sucks. curse that they've got to fix. And uh, the Tin Man's what? Uh, uh, Warforged, I suppose. And uh, and the, the the straw man the, is, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. What would that be? Like a reborn, maybe? Reborn. Maybe we've, we've talked about how we could do reborns in that. Um like stuff with straw, sure, why not? You know, yeah. Well, yeah, I think reborn makes the most sense. Uh, at any rate, uh, you could easily put a party together that uh, looked very Wizard of Oz mm. and play that inside the Fey Wild, where you yeah. are up against a hag. And that, um, but yeah, many players. Got not all monkeys. the players need to be like falling into this new realm. You know, maybe it doesn't make sense for five people. I mean, unless they're already established yeah. as a party, but having some people already be from the Fey, you know, is kind of a fun concept that like new these player half of your party is like being like whoa what's all the splendor and the other half have already gotten like all the load down on you and are acting well, what like would you do, this is just what normal, would you do you know? for munchkins what do you mean well the munchkins are those little people that like they're they're you know fairy folk of some sort sure um i like bullywugs to be honest i bully, wish bully, bullywugs bully sound bugs fake you, they sound do fake they? don't they um this is a, that's sort of funny Alice in Wonderland writing. So we've got what pixies sound. are are a the flying right ones, and there's a non-flying. What am I thinking of? Sprites. Oh, sprites. Are sprites still flying? Maybe. I don't know if they are. That's um, a good question, though. I don't think we have. I like mean, uh, within the Fey, we have. I'm sure we can come up with something. Um, you could do. Mm, we're at red caps, but sure. they're just too dangerous. Yeah. Well, there's a neat little legend I came across just Boggles, looking at this. Darklings. 
the idea that in the Feywild, if certain, like, if you got scratched by certain plants in the forest, like maybe the sharp brambly thorns or something that you had to cut through to get to a special place, that when a drop of your blood hits the ground, it's from that that a red cap is born. It's like mm. this plants a seed almost. And I love that little, that's a very fey kind of idea. It's quite cool. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, especially when you look at the red cap lore, there's so much opportunities with all these little creatures to make little funny folk weaknesses to them that aren't just fire or whatever. And that they're very like how they were created and all the tales about them and the, you know, weird specific like, oh, under the, you know, the, a waxing moon they're they're off in their caves but come full moon when the waiting process begins and they they begin the call or whatever you know and you have all these funny stories about how the weird distortions of time and traditions of all these creatures that seem so alien to um like modern sensibilities you know or, or even like a typical setting you know or just like even like how people act you know like some tumbling rock-like creature rolls over and has offers you a cup of tea you know or something like that is that's more alice in wonderland in nature but, but still. i think it's pretty easy like like even if when you look at the list of monsters that are in, under the fey when you're you know monster manual of dnd beyond if you can't quite find what you're looking for there i think i think again folk folklore lends itself uh loads of stuff to you it's pretty easy to take the stat block of almost anything that's about similar size and shape for what you want and then just rebrand it and grab yourself an image or a picture of something that's like i said from like and there's so much media out there um and yeah voila you've got a, a campaign setting uh and even if that mm. you know even if the book that when it comes out doesn't you know it doesn't support some of the things we're talking about right now all of these things are very doable in D D and i think are very fun to play because immediately your players are going to get the setting i think the fey wild is fun to play because we all immediately i think have a, an understanding of especially if we, if we don't just use the word fey wild but we start using these other terms like narnia wizard of oz uh you know <laughs> um right yeah Whatever. Whatever it might be, right? Beyond the... Beyond the garden wall. Gar well, or, or, over or, the, over, or over beyond the, the looking glass looking or whatever glass. it might be, you yeah. know? In this extra place, you know? And you can give it its own name, you know? Um, but I think there's a lot of potential there to do some fun yeah. stuff. I mean, another little rule from the DMG is that of memory loss, which I think is also a classic trope that you see in those sort of folk tales where people go there, get have indentured servitude for, like, years and hop out the other side and forget all of it you know um, yeah and there's also there was something as well i was reading about how you know you may not have aged at all while you were in the fey wild but you might have been there for 10 years and then suddenly you pop out and, and suddenly 10 instantly 10 years you, you know um, which could actually also almost have like dangerous health effects where you could yeah, almost that, die from that sure. sort of rapid aging and that people are like trapped in the fey wild because they know that if they step out they'll 
be yeah you know, if you've lost. been there a hundred years then you like really can't step out or like the, there's this old like fairy tale and i mean you think of all the fairy tales as inspiration of this guy this epic hero leaves all the whatever fey realm where he gets to live eternally but returns to learn of his family and he mustn't step off his horse for if he touches the ground till age a hundred years and you know, immediately and so he stays on his horse the whole time the second he touches the ground it turns to bone you know and all those like funny little rules that you have to abide by um or anger the whatever spirits may be dormant you know i think is fun to play around with but i mean all of that in anticipation for wild beyond the Witchlight, which is looking to be a campaign setting if you're interested yeah, in running i think it, i think it is going to come with uh some some uh races perhaps mm, i it's think coming we, with the rabbit folk right yeah, we saw some UA stuff. Well, and also be playable pixie, um, mm, something right. or other. Uh, uh, I think it's the fairies, right? Or fairies, yeah. I think that makes those up, fairies and pixies. Yeah, um, pixies, I think, are small, like Tinkerbell, and fairies are, like, a little bigger. You yeah, know? I think that's what we're looking at, sort of, I think, almost small-type creatures that have got some variable sort of stuff. We'll have to see exactly what that is when it comes out and break it down, but um, are we looking at, expecting any new classes or anything? Um, no? I actually don't think we are, Um this is the one thing that's so not the really only class there. we really have that's that's distinctly labeled as Fae is a warlock subclass, right? Uh, yes, sort the of. The arch I mean, there's Many Fae subclasses across all the classes. Absolutely. I mean, not only is there flavor potential, but I mean, there's mo most definitely influences. You think the College of Glamour. Uh, you think the um, Circle of Dreams Druid very fey uh you think of the fey wanderer ranger it's in the name you know um soul knife has been described i believe soul knife is described as like fey with psychic sort of twisting mind blades um paladins with the oath of the ancients definitely have options there um warlock obviously being honest ob more obvious but you know it's cool if enchantment wizards could be very fey influenced as well um and sorcerer wild magic is sometimes described as very fey concept um, even if it may not, all the products might not be super fey intended. Um, but I think this, obviously the Warlock has Archfey in the name, as does the Ranger one. Um, I think the Ranger one does somewhat of a good job. Um, I mean, in Barbarian, you think of maybe even the Totem Warrior. Um, mm. could be an Or even the Path of the Beast, if you want to go funny like that. Or their Path of the Wild Magic, which just came out, which is also very... Um, the Feywild, you know, radiate from such forces, you know? And so someone touched with the curse or anger of the Feywild, you know, of, um, can have those, like, surges which happen, which are sort of funny. I mean, there are all so many options out there if you want to play a character inspired or touched by Fey forces that it's, it's not very hard to give that a go. Um, even things like the Divine Soul or Shadow Magic with Sorcerer could be different touching on some of that Fey Dark or Unseely ideas, right? Um, but yeah, there's definitely stuff out there besides just the Warlock. But I think the Warlock is an interesting case because it makes you immediately think of, okay, I'm super fey because my patron is literally from the Feywild. It's ongoing. It's inspiring my whole thing. Um, and I feel it's one of those things where we're introduced out off the bat that were like more for basic beginner players that yeah, I think, isn't great. It's not yeah, a very I don't class. think it's got a very complicated uh, set of features. I mean, it's... No. By ten foot cube, I charm or frighten you, for one turn, for one know. whole turn, which is a little like um, once per day, <laughs> six seconds of. And if you succeed, then six, it's nothing. Happens. You're frightened for six seconds, woo! Or oh, yeah. you're in love with me for whole six seconds. Sure. I mean that can turn the tide, but maybe, again, it's the maybe same, you, know? you know, wouldn't it be nice if it was like a whole minute? 
it would be nice. But again, at first level, that kind of power, I know. That this kind could, of power. The thing, but you think enchantment wizards at this level get hypnotic gaze, which give them essentially i can stun you forever if i as long as i don't break away i think you make an interesting point that as 5e's evolved the the newer Mm. classes and races and things more fine-tuned with balance well where they come maybe they come with a little bit more power bump on them to make people interested in playing them i guess where i think some of the early ones were all about you're right just keep it simple for base for players right keep it simple arch fey should be easy enough for somebody to to, to sort of build a, a story around although i do like what arch fey uh warlocks get for spell list stuff um especially as you get up there a little bit mm. they get, they get um, i think it's their most redeeming quality they get a couple of things fairy fires like i think people sleep on how good fairy fire can be for helping a whole party get advantage on attacks true oh my gosh like rogues are super happy fighters are super happy everybody's super happy except maybe the wizard but why not well wizard still gets advantage on like spell attacks right so who who doesn't like it who doesn't like it? Fairy Fire has always been like an it. interesting one. I mean, all of them are very thematic. Honestly, the best part about it is the spell list. They also the then later on get, get but again, great, you, greater invisibility, true. which I think Keep is Keep in also, mind, you don't get this for free. You need to choose this from your very limited spell list options. I know, and you only get to cast two spells per, per short rest. Sure, so. but you don't even get to know that many spells. Like, no. this will be most of your known spells. Why not? It's so much fun. Sure, um, I mean, if you want to run into that, but... And, well, it's a very different sort of warlock, right? You don't have to build a Hexblade out of this. You could Absolutely build not. yourself a... Uh, Pack to the chain and have a, have a little sprite friend, have a little sprite or, or a pixie friend dragon, or something, or a little pseudo dragon. Make it like a little baby Jabberwock. Yeah, you know why not? Um, it, it, higher levels they get Misty Escape. Another issue I have with that is it's still a once per day thing. It is quite powerful, but one of the players I played with in the beginning of my Ravenloft campaign um, had uh, uh, a a modified pixie familiar. We right. took away a couple of its abilities, just nerfed it a little bit. And gave it a dark sort of uh, Ravenloft twist. Called her a, uh, they're calling her a, a pixie. I rebranded them as Dusk Dusters. Mm. It was fun. She had attitude. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. You told me a little bit about that. Um, this at higher levels, they also get things where they can turn around charms, which is situational as well. Um, the nice thing is that you can do it like all the time. Like, whenever anyone tries to charm you. But then the DM just goes, okay, people will stop trying to charm you now, you know? Because they realize every time that happens, they turn it back on, you know, turn it back on them, you know? Yeah, when, again, if you're playing in a Fey Wild setting, also you're going to find that a lot of Fey creatures are not creatures that are... That are able to be charmed. Yeah, they're most of them have got resistance or immunity to being charmed. Well, also you can't really have resistance to a condition, but, you know, I get, yeah. I get what you're saying, you know? The best um, ability well, is like, the Dark yeah, Delirium. They, yeah. You're right. You can't resist to it, but they—it does seem to me there's a lot of, of advantages, advantages on or saving throws redirectings and and, or yeah. whatever, and it's all a little funny. It's in things that are going to be charming you most likely have immunity to being charmed, except maybe spellcasters. Um, and again, it's just a, a jerk move of a DM to try and charm you. You know, I mean, it happens from time to time, and there can be some really fun aspects from that. But really, I do it because I know it's the ultimate way to not fight a player and have them fight each other that's sometimes the best although charmed isn't that so you know charmed isn't actually my control it's just you're my best friend you know uh dark delirium is the best one where as an action you can send someone into a shadow misty realm which you can choose what it looks like i mean they're obviously not actually there they just think that they're there 
Um, I think it's my favorite feature of it. It's the most flavorful, in my opinion. These other ones aren't super flavorful. Like, Fae Presence can be, but it's just generally, ooh, you know, look at me, you know, or you know, be frightened of me. Uh, Misty Escape is just a little poof. Beguiling Defenses could be like some psychic energy, but it's like, I don't know. And then Dark Delirium, it gives you the most freedom because you can choose whatever your delirium looks like. Again, it's only a once per day, still is an action, and there's a save. If they succeed, nothing happens. Um, and it, again, they're only charmed or frightened by, for you uh, for one minute or until your concentration is broken. So you need to concentrate on this as well. And it ends if the creature takes any damage. But, but the kind of, I think maybe the more fun part of having an Archfey patron is, again, then linking back into your story. Right? Well, that's any warlock. But... I, sure, but if you're if you're going to be setting up in the Feywild, and you know that you're going to have gloaming courts and sealy courts, and you have a very particular character from this, um, who you may, unlike some warlocks who only have very sort of distant connections between their patrons, um, you could literally find yourself face in face. the same room. As your, I mean, Jester was a cleric and was face to face with her yeah. god. Yeah, well, who was also an archfey. Sure. Well, let's not spoil too much. Well, if <laughs> you like if, a huge if you, spoiler, if you haven't got that far through season two of, of Critical Role yet, um, I mean, I'm it's so kind of obvious, sorry, but uh, but yeah, that was like two years ago. So it was not two years ago. I think you you forget how long that. Uh, There's no was way it was two years ago. Running we didn't for even know about it. it was two like years th- ago. I'm sure it was like three years like that. That that was revealed. How long the campaign uh, was running for? I don't know. We're not here to uh, to be. It's all it's roles. all fey, timey wimey. We don't know how. We're much, not crit roll stats. Know. We're not keeping track. How of fast these does things. time pass? You know, we don't know. Maybe it's we been minutes. Know. Maybe it's been um, years. But yeah, our arch fey can be a very a very unusual, interesting, godlike creature mm. to have uh, drawing powers from and working with. If you don't want to be that classic warlock, you could have a look at the fey wanderer ranger which i think is also quite a fun subclass um very fey inspired as well if you're taking out something like this someone who knows their fey wild perhaps a little bit more than most you know and yeah. is able to well, understand how to traverse and i quite it. like it because it's the idea of like oh hey you know if you use the fey wild right you can use it like as a means for shortcuts sure absolutely and that's what misty steps all about you know yeah. it's about using shortcuts to the fey wild um you get missy step you get a bunch of free spells which are, i think are very fun um charm person classic yep. that rangers don't get misty step dispel magic uh dimension door mislead all very more trickstery spells yeah archfey is not trickstery at all no uh, archfey is very just classic lullaby folktale whatever magic you know where yeah. this is very tricksy cancels your stuff and teleports out of the way and charms you and and turns invisible or whatever you know and creates duplicate or whatever you know fun stuff like that which is why i think also trickery domain is quite fun but uh you gain dreadful strikes um which is a combat thing Th- fun thing about archways they get no combat stuff um at all besides maybe the application of some spells which don't really do damage where this gives you that extra psychic edge which gives that sort of dark twisted nature of the feywild um i'd love to play as uh make a, a satyr uh fey wanderer ranger who you know it's actually got more fey roots you know and you know hasn't been actually been in the prime material plane all that long or try the new rabbit folk race maybe that, you know. we'll see how that goes um because they've kind of leaked what all their features are now as well with the harrigan we can go over quickly in a minute but i uh, i like it's got a list of gifts like how illusory butterflies flutter around you whenever you're resting um or how like every day at dawn like fresh seasonal flowers sprout from your hair um 
or that you gain you straight up just gain antlers or horns yeah. you know even if you're Which not again, I a satyr of, I, love, I love the idea of playing a, a satyr or something that was already a little yeah. magical sure, that would be sure. fun to do this with your skin and hair um, color change to match the season at each day at dawn uh, your shadow dances while no one is looking directly at it these are all quite fun you faintly smell of cinnamon lavender nutmeg or other comforting herb or spice you know, there's all just like funny different options if you want to. Have right, a isn't that wonderful? That is that is that's exactly what the, that's what the Fey Wild is supposed to be all about, right? And I think, you know, that's the silly factor. That's the fun mm. vibe that you can get with the Fey Wild, which also like we mentioned does have a sort of sinister counterpoint to it. But yeah. um, but even the sinister counterpoint should be done with a, I don't know, almost a Disney esque sort of vibe to it, right? Don't. It's important to not take your dark fey or gloaming court side of things and make it shadow fell. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, if you it's, want to, it's, it's whatever you want yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, but, and if you want to pit fey wildy and shadow fell, that's another setup you could do as well. But, mm. um, but if you want to keep the, the, the magic within that one realm, they are, they're sort of two shades of the same thing rather than like complete opposites, where like the, the shadow fell is, Instead devoid of, of yeah devoid of silliness uh of any sort pure serious it dark. is it is just well it, it, not even sad just empty shadow fell despair right it is full of yeah a a real depressing everything is muted everything instead of being heightened like the fey uh wild is is the other way it's like squashed down mm. um and uh and so, yeah, that's more like, that's where you end up with stuff that's much more undead and that sort of vibe of things. Yeah. More gothy, which we've gone over before. Where the this Shadow is, Kai? Yeah. You can do definitely do lots of stuff like that. It's still interesting and got sort of edgy coolness to it. But I think the Feywild is sort of, it's very different than that. It's, mm. it's a real counterpoint to that. It's, uh, it's a real circus of a place. Yeah, I mean, the thing I love about this subclass is that it actually, it's not like a once per day thing. You just always are more charismatic where you can apply your wisdom and knowledge yeah, of what? the woods uh, really to the, your charms. The, the Archfey Warlock should have had stuff all of like this that. stuff it's, too. It's really missing stuff. Beguiling Twist, um, you don't gain the immunity, but you have advantage on Charmed and Frightened. And it's not just when you are hit with a charm. It's when any of your friends uh, or any creature you can see um, whenever they succeed um, on a saving throw against being charmed, you can turn it against someone within 120 feet, which is a long I, ways. I, I'm actually, you know, the more you're talking about this, the more I'm thinking that would be a, a fun class to play. I'm normally not like so into rangers. We've, we've talked about either. how we we think that they're a little bit either. broken sometimes, but um, but this is fun. This it's is just fun, fun it, flavor. I, my favorite thing: the royal carts have blessed you with the assistance of fey beings. You can literally summon fey. Um, because the royal, the, because the, the royal courts have given you their soldiers. The, you know? the summer and winter court, you could pick and choose. You Once could be, per day for free, um, and you don't need it. It doesn't require concentration um, for you. So when it comes one minute, and, and you, you just summon summer. some, and you just whoom summon a bunch of fey. It's it's a single creature uh, with the the new Tasha one. It's one of the new Tasha ones. Yeah, it's a um, summon fey could, with a yeah, sort summon of a, a amorphous stat block, uh, a fuming, mirthful, or tricksy spirit. Um, which is very fun, uh, I think, as well. Lots of different things you can do with that. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Uh, and they, they synergize with those features so well because you think about that Beguiling Twist where the Mirthful one can essentially try and charm people all the time. And whenever a creature succeeds on that, then you can then use the Beguiling Twist to try and hit someone else. And it's all, it's all much more well thought out, in my opinion. And then, of course, the Misty Wanderer where you can 
Um, essentially, Misty Step five times per day for free all the time. Um, and you can just bring people along with you, you know, for free. Um, yeah, that's such a great, helpful just like a thing to have like it's it's your wisdom modifier which i'm assuming should be 20 or 18 or 16 so it's three or four times per day um where just you and someone else can just all the time which is super fun um with all the extra spells you get you feel very magical and tricksy uh way more than the warlock does in my opinion yeah um the warlock needs a little reworking you can keep the dark delirium and stuff like that but i think really adapt it to be more of that I don't know, fey connection. Fey magical energy flowing magical through Magical energy flowing through you. Um, right, well... Which is our main stuff today. Next week, we, next will, week. we will get into the full rabbit folk uh, breakdown, as well and as... all the monsters and spells, or... I don't even know if they're spells. Many other spoilers that we can possibly... Yeah, uh, we'll ruin all... We're, we're just going to ruin the whole, whole campaign. thing for you. Uh, we ruin won't. The twist. We won't come back. We'll talk. We'll talk D&D. We'll have two generations... I'll bring all this, like, you know, background lore stuff. You bring all the cool, woke, you know, sure. new kid stuff. And uh, and we'll see you folks all back here next week. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.